Right now, new and returning vidIQ customers can buy one month of vidIQ and get the second month free. This offer is going on until July 31st and can be used towards a purchase of either a pro or boost level account. All you have to do is visit vidIQ.com bonus. If you've been looking to unlock our full suite of tools, now is a great time. You have until July 31st, vidIQ.com bonus. If you ask me, short form content on YouTube is just the future. Shorts alone have already accounted for 3.5 billion views a day on YouTube. And now we're officially entering the beta phase of shorts here in the United States, at least. How this develops over the next few months is going to be interesting. Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. Welcome once again to Tube Talk. It's all about YouTube shorts, and not just in today's episode, but I think just as YouTubers at large, it's all about YouTube shorts. Joining me today for this discussion is, of course, Rob Wilson of vidIQ. How's it going? Hello, Dan. Thank you for having me on once again. I hope this podcast has had many five-star reviews since you have me on on a regular basis. If not, please um, sort that out now, please, everyone listening. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yes, on your podcast platform of choice, if you would like to give us a review, uh, that would be awesome. So, Rob, uh, you have talked extensively about YouTube Shorts on the VIP channel. Yes, uh, and when I asked you if this was something you wanted to discuss on the podcast, for some reason you said yes, which was surprising. I was kind of saying it as a joke and you still wanted to because I guess you're not done talking about it. Yeah, I guess there is a kind of deep-seated smugness uh, about this for me personally because I started talking about this thing before it even had a name six months ago. Uh, and now it seems that it is a real big thing, certainly in 2021 for YouTube. And maybe I'm not feeling smug because, you know, I, I told you so. It's more a sense of satisfaction that perhaps some creators, through my uh, education and informing people that YouTube Shorts was coming, that they've been able to capitalize on it and grow huge uh, channels already on the topic. It's been very impressive because you've even identified creators that are kind of blowing up and then only to see YouTube themselves in this blog, this short. Indeed. Yeah. Jake Feldman. Yep. Yeah. There's Jake Feldman and, and you had already, you got to him first too. So my, my thing is I think you actually are moonlighting and working at YouTube <laughs> as well. And you're well, just playing all yeah, of that. That's true. That's true. That's true. Oh, okay. Please don't tell anyone at vidIQ, please. Uh, okay. Don't worry. I don't, I don't know if they're listening or anything. It's not like it's their podcast. Uh, it's the only reason we've got so many subscribers. <laughs> wow. Uh, cool. So we just lost our jobs. Uh, and you, you all were, right, I work for, for YouTube. I haven't lost my job. That's right. <laughs> all right. Full, I suppose we should just say at this point, full disclaimer, I do not work for YouTube. Just in case <laughs> anyone from YouTube is listening. I was going to say, yeah. Can you help me out? I need, now I need a recommendation. Um, so let's begin. Uh, right. We hadn't yet. If if you listeners thought we had begun, we had not. Uh, let's quickly, for anyone who doesn't know, let's let's say you're walking into this discussion and it's the first time hearing the word shorts in this context. What is a YouTube short? Yes. So I'm going to explain the YouTube short as a YouTube short in less than 60 seconds. This is from the viewer slash user's perspective first. 
The short answer is YouTube Shorts is TikTok on YouTube. And how that works is that if you're using the mobile app, so it's not on desktop as a thing yet or ever, you're scrolling through the feed and you see something called short shelf or short videos. You would tap on one of those videos and those videos look like vertical format videos without a custom thumbnail. You would tap on one of those videos and it just plays that video. And then uh, it will, it, it doesn't also play the next video. I think it just repeats that same video. But if you swipe up, just like you do on TikTok, it plays the next video that YouTube recommends. And it's not necessarily based on like a particular topic or because you've searched Minecraft, you're going to see loads of Minecraft videos. It will give you an eclectic mix based on your viewing preferences. And these videos can be up to 60 seconds and uh, you can post comments on them. You can read the description. Um, but there is, I, I guess, much less engagement in YouTube Shorts. You're more consuming the content just like you would do on TikTok. I hope that was less than 60 seconds. I, I don't think it was, but I'll I'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> what about from the creator's perspective, though? We now now as viewers, cool, like it's, it's yeah. TikTok built into YouTube. Got it. What does it mean? What is it for creators? So from the creator's perspective, essentially for many of you right now, uh, but this was going to change very, very quickly. You can create a YouTube shorts by making a video that is less than 60 seconds long and generally speaking in a vertical video format. Now, when you make that video, when you upload it to YouTube, as you might do a regular YouTube video, it can be viewed as a YouTube short in this player as a viewer encounters it, or it can be viewed as a regular video on YouTube. And that is kind of creating a bit of confusion in this whole YouTube shorts environment. You can also include hashtag shorts in the video title and description. YouTube says that will help you get discovered as a shorts. And I think that's generally true because most so many people are using it right now. But I think YouTube is also using this hashtag for their own internal tracking. I don't necessarily think that boosts your video in the sense that you're using a word. It's just now it's a collective uh, mass community thing that everybody's doing. And so that is a very brief explanation of YouTube Shorts, I think, in less than 60 seconds. That was closer, I think. I, I didn't time it, though. I really should have after the last description. <laughs> so when it comes to YouTube Shorts, uh, I think everyone now has an idea. It's short-form content like TikTok. And yep. what that... The next question that brings up is, cool, I want to make one, but what makes a good YouTube short? And YouTube themselves is actually talking about this as well in this, this shorts update we're getting from them every other week. Yeah. Uh, but from what about, what about, what do you think makes a good YouTube short? Okay, well, I'll use Jack Fellman as an example, uh, since he, I feel as if he is somewhat the poster boy of uh, shorts because... Um, he had a, a YouTube channel and has had one for years, and in September of... 2020 last year, he had 40,000 total channel views. Now, he was already starting to have some success on TikTok, so he knew that his content uh, worked well in this uh, genre of content. And what he does is 3D animation. And I think to begin with, he was just doing funky stuff like turning an Adidas logo into a modern versus classic one and then a Coke can spinning around. But I think he discovered that he... You can merge 
popular trending cultural things with a skill. And so he started doing 3D animation on the video game Among Us. And those videos just took off immediately on his channel to the point now where I think I I, I just tre- checked his channel again last week. So he had 40,000 total channel views in September. Now in the middle of February, he has, I think, approaching... 4 billion views or 3 billion views. I can't remember which one. Whatever it is, it's billions of views. And he now has over 3 million subscribers. And that for any channel on YouTube at any point in its history is unbelievable. And the more crazy thing is that in the US now, he gets, according to TubeFilter, more weekly views than Ryan's World. And he gets like over 100 million views a week. So that is how quickly YouTube Shorts can transform a channel. Now, the reasons for this, I think, are because he's merged two things together in that he has a unique skill, 3D animation, and he's merging it with Among Us content, which is really popular right now. Uh, His videos are very colorful and have lots of pop, very vibrant. So even though you can't make custom thumbnails on Shorts, I think they still are visually striking. And another thing is that his shorts transcend language in that I don't think there's any um, or very little spoken word in his videos. And it's more to do with music or or comedy or, or, or the theme of the, the video. I mean, if you think about Mr. Bean, I'm sure everybody's heard of Mr. Bean in terms of that's a, a, a sitcom from the UK, but I think it's popular worldwide because it transcends language and it's just about comedy. I'm not saying... Jake Fellman is like Mr. Bean, but his, his content has that similar um, broad appeal to a, a global audience. This episode of Tube Talk is brought to you by vidIQ's Trend Alerts tool. Think Google Alerts, but specifically for YouTube trends. This tool is great for planning your next video as it helps you stay on top of trending topics within your niche. Provided you have vidIQ installed on your Chrome or Firefox browser, you'll find it on the left-hand sidebar the next time you're in your YouTube studio. Once there, you can create an alert and enter keywords for it and set the parameters. So, for example, I could have a channel that covers iPhones. And I may want an alert that includes things like iPhone, iPhone 12, or even Apple event. Then I can set up my alert to email me whenever a new video hits, say, 500, 1,000, or even 10,000 views an hour. So if suddenly I get an email and see 20 new videos all talking about iPhone 27 rumors, and they're all each getting about 500 views an hour... I know that something's probably going down and I had better hit record. The Trend Alerts tool is free when you sign up with vidIQ. So visit vidIQ.com, install the extension, and start creating Trend Alerts today. When we talk about what what makes a short good, uh, that is, I think, the biggest thing you can be doing for yourself. If your content can be understood in any scenario, honestly, without actually needing to hear anything that's going on, you're doing something right. Uh, I, I use this example sometimes, but I'll be scrolling through YouTube and for whatever reason, my phone has this default setting I just refuse to turn off where if I stop on a video and I haven't clicked on it, it just starts playing. And I've watched so many videos I would have never watched in a million years because I've stopped on it and I don't need to hear what's going on. I don't need to hear the music. I don't need to see subtitles. It's usually someone building something or repairing something. Just yep. th- There's channels that restore antiques and things like that. And they have this really cool machine work that they do. It's stuff I would never, ever search for. And for some reason, I'm just mesmerized by it. 
And I think shorts is kind of just a, you know, a, a more targeted version of that. That's as a viewer, uh, my perspective of it. It's kind of why they don't have to, if you like watching Minecraft videos, they don't necessarily need to just push you Minecraft related content. I think for um, traditional YouTube creators, this is quite a significant challenge. If you're used to making um, longer form content where you have, you can allow the video to breathe a little bit. Obviously, you still have to capture somebody's attention in maybe the first five to 10 seconds of a, of a YouTube video. But in a short, you need to capture their attention in the first half a second, second, or they're going to be swiping up to the next one. Uh, and so, yeah, it is all about economy of time uh, and almost trying to tell a, a fun story and in these in these 15 seconds that you have with the viewer and there are a lot of already very proficient tiktok creators who know exactly how to do this and are naturally transitioning into this your youtube short space that's why uh, you're seeing a lot of uh, tiktoks on youtube shorts you know you've seen a logo and appear because people hopefully the original creators are just taking their content from one platform to another. But we might we may talk a little bit more about, uh, I guess, uh, the copyright and monetization issues a little later. Yeah. So this platform now, it's been around for a bit, as you said. But now it's coming to the U.S., I think, in, in beta form. Uh, it was already here. We could already watch shorts. A lot of us had the shelf and everything. Do you Do you understand what's different now? So this is the confusing thing about how YouTube Shorts has been introduced to uh, the the public at large. I first started talking about YouTube Shorts before I re- even realized what they were because I saw Shorts shelves. Uh, sh- Let me get it right. Short video shelf and stories. They were on the same shelf at this point, and I don't think they've been separated. And so I was talking about, wow, suddenly YouTube is putting front and center all of these TikTok-style videos they're up to something. And then they started mentioning this word shorts. And in India, that's where it was first introduced as something that it was was almost fully formed and fully recognized in the sense that if you got your mobile phone, do I have my mobile phone anyway? I don't. I'm going to have to use this really old iPhone. Like you have your phone and you press the uh, the YouTube button at the bottom and it says upload a video, go live, or create a short. So this is a new camera tool that has been only available in India and other select countries in beta form. And if you weren't doing the research like myself and really trying to find out this information to the average person, you probably don't really know what a YouTube short is. You've just been watching these short videos just by chance because YouTube has been introducing these tools. So as you say, uh, Neil Mohan, the I think the Vice President of Product Development at YouTube, I hope I've got his title right there, announced in a blog uh, in the middle of February that in the next few weeks, YouTube Shorts is rolling out to the US. And I think that's basically YouTube now officially recognizing that, yes, YouTube Shorts is a thing and we're going to start public talk, publicly talking about it. Because I think once the US gets their hands on it officially, then it's a completely different ball game. As you say, though, Dan, it, YouTube Shorts has been available in the US ever since Shorts have been a thing because if you create a video that is in vertical video format, less than 60 seconds long, it can be treated as a YouTube Short, but that doesn't necessarily mean it will be because of the way YouTube is distributing these videos to the viewers. 
Right. It's it's a bit. You know, it was confusing when it first came out, and now I've been excited because we're you know in March we're told this is this is going to be a full fledged feature uh, that's in beta. Like, oh, cool. And already I'm noticing the shelf has a little uh, icon there yeah, that wasn't there before. Now. Yep, it's, it's the logo, the shorts logo, and it says beta. I'm like, okay, so that's new. I click on the camera tools. They're not there yet. So I guess that's going to be the big change is making these from your phone. Now, personally, I'm, I'm making my own shorts in a gaming format. I wouldn't use my phone anyway. So that doesn't really make a difference for me, but a lot of creators who post videos on TikTok and stuff are used to being able to pop open their phones yeah. and press record and go. And now they're going to be able to do that natively within YouTube for, for shorts here in, in just a few weeks' time. And that is a bit of an unknown question in the terms of in the future, will you only be able to make a YouTube short through the camera tool in the YouTube app, or is it still going to allow uh, you to upload a video down via the desktop? There are all still a lot of unanswered questions right now about shorts. I, you know, I'm worried about that. I'm, I'm upset that you brought that up because I've been like secretly worried about that. Like maybe what if shorts just gets relegated to only the camera tool in your phone? And I'm calling myself down a bit because they did feature Jake Feldman on their blog. They've acknowledged True. that somebody yeah. who animated something mm-hmm. who couldn't have taken yeah. that with their phone yep. is allowed to be here and encouraged to be here. <laughs> so hopefully what you're the scenario you just laid out, I hope is, is not going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, and we're still talking about this within the sense that we, none of us here in the US, North America, et cetera, have access to the YouTube Shorts tool. So we're we're talking about this almost like blind in a sense. We only have half of the information until that tool's released. It's true. And I'm worried about, or not worried about rather, the, the idea that this will be just for people with phones. Because if you did that, not only do you lose the Jake Fellmans, but you lose all the people making gaming videos and things like that. And I think the reason shorts, and we haven't really gotten to this yet, but shorts blow up. You know, they they all go through this re- weird thing where they get nothing, no views at all, and then suddenly they explode. And that's, I think, because of a lack of content. There's a lot of real estate right now if you want to make a YouTube short. I think it's I think it's slowly going away because more people are learning how to do this and how to capitalize on this platform. But uh, there's still a lot of real estate open because there's just people who are consuming the stuff so fast. They, they, YouTube can't push them enough new videos, you know, and they, if they, if they were blocked that off for only people, phone users, that would, that would free up some real estate, I suppose. Yeah. I'm just wondering how people do it on TikTok. Presumably they, if they're not using their phone, they create the content, put it on the phone and then upload it that way. I don't, yeah. There's, I don't there's, always, there's always going to be a, a, an avenue that creators are going to find, discover if it does go mobile only. But like you said, I don't think it will. Given YouTube's nature and how they want to embrace all uh, creators, I think they're going to make it as accessible as possible. They need to, to compete with TikTok. They do. I, I think it needs to be very inclusive. And, uh, you know, to that point, uh, well, we already did talk a little bit about what makes a short good, but wh- who do you think? Shorts, is, as in terms of creators, who who do you think doesn't benefit from using this platform? Because we know that the Jake Feldmans of the world who are animating, who are doing these creative things, uh, we've seen gaming shorts blow up. Who who isn't doing so well? So so far, uh, VidIQ, we've been testing our uh, shorts. We um, this might be relevant a little bit later in terms of asking the question: Should I create a new shorts channel? We have a. Uh, we have a short channel where we're doing completely experimental, wacky stuff. 
And if I went into detail on that, then we'd just be talking about Mr. Beast for the next uh, 20 minutes uh, for a strange bet that I made with him, which I, I guess, technically lost. On our main channel, though, I'm I'm doing a, a few selective shorts whereby I'm try I'm been trying to think of what might work in the shorts element of YouTube education. And so far, I've gone with a quick YouTube updates. So I try and tell people five or ten things in 60 seconds, which is kind of a challenge in itself. Those videos are doing okay, but like you say, they're not really having that, what I call the shorts surge. YouTube doesn't suddenly just push this to hundreds of thousands of people through the short shelf. And we're still getting a lot of views on those short videos outside of shorts. Um, so I guess by extension of the question, I think educational channels, uh, and like I guess search and discover, content discovered by search perhaps is struggling a little bit because I guess within the YouTube shorts environment, videos are, you, you discover content less by search and more by recommendations from YouTube. Now, having said that, I know that the legal Eagle has been doing some experimentations with YouTube shorts and they seem to be doing quite well with them. Um, and the, the, I think they're basically, it's, it looks like they're turning 10 minute long form videos into 60 second quick explainers. Um, which is good, but I guess how evergreen is the Legal Eagles content? I'm not that familiar with them, but I, I never have been having success. So. Uh, I have been seeing some tech channels do some interesting stripped down content whereby um, they're just disassembling stuff and doing it in a, in a short amount of time. Uh, but I've yet to really see any um, educational channels doing really well just teaching you stuff. And that might just be because YouTube's, I guess, algorithms for the shorts haven't matured enough yet to a point where it understands to show you cool things that you can learn. Um, or maybe it's going to be intermixed with um, pranks and comedy and entertainment. However, having said all of that, I don't think that's an excuse not to make this content because if you're one of the pioneers, the leaders in a particular educational space on shorts, uh, then you've got the content there ready to go when YouTube decides to start serving that up. Yeah. So, I mean, because when you talk about when you talk about educational content, that could be a lot of things. So, I imagine you know those those short videos. I think uh, I think this was really popular on Facebook for a bit. I'm sure it's everywhere a little bit. If you're a cooking channel, you can make a sped up version of a recipe. You know, yeah. you basically teach people how to make this recipe. But I think, and this is just my own theory. I think the difference is. If, if I'm going to jump on camera and do something, I think it needs to be visually enticing. I think there, there's got to be something going on that gets people to stop swiping through these things. So if I'm just sitting there talking and giving advice, that's not as visually stimulating as, say, somebody who's showing a recipe and showing this, this cake being formed before your eyes. You know, there's a mixing bowl and then suddenly it's in the oven and it comes out and they're putting frosting on it. A lot of different visual elements there. Very satisfying to watch. So I, you know, some of my, some of my best gaming shorts taught people things. So I, at first I was thinking maybe educational content is not the way to go here, but lately, the more I experiment with shorts, I keep finding myself in situations where visual content, if I can do anything to get my content to be more visually stimulating, that seems to make a difference. Yeah. I, I think the way I've tried to explain this in the past is, um, 
try and consider the the viewer intent. For example, if you're making a purchasing decision, you're going to buy this camera or this camera. Are you going to go through 50 YouTube shorts to get an answer? And the answer is likely no. You're probably going to want to watch four or five, five to 10 minute critical reviews. Now, having said that, let's say you're in YouTube shorts. And as you say, Dan, you get a somebody shows off one really cool feature of a particular camera that makes you go, aha, that's awesome. I think I might buy that camera, but I'll do a bit more research later because already you're on to the next thing that Shorts is showing you, which is maybe a dog falling over um, for no particular reason whatsoever, but it's funny in some way, uh, like my dog Jasper does all of the time. I think when somebody's watching uh, shorts, they're happy to consume maybe 20 to 30 pieces of content and be entertained more than possibly being educated or informed on one specific thing. But I, I could be wrong there. I, I'm trying to put myself in, in my, it's just my personal preferences. If I was watching short content, I'm just doing it very casually. I'm doing it to pass the time, find some cunny, uh, funny, cool stuff, maybe interesting stuff. But when I want to find out something specifically, then I'm going to use YouTube search to do that. And of course, YouTube shorts isn't necessarily going to give you uh, high ranking stuff for for search. Yeah, anyway. Right. There's really, when we talk about the short shelf, if you haven't used it yet, there are there's one thing about it and that's, you're not going to be able to just search through it. It's, you can scroll through the shelf and find a maybe a thumbnail or a title that you like. You can click on it. And then you're you're on your way. If you want to stay in there, you keep swiping up and finding new things to watch. There is no search function built into this thing. But again, these can appear on natively on YouTube if you just search for videos and your short happens to answer the question. You know, it just so happens it's a short. Uh, so there's just an important distinction there. Now, with this feature kind of being released to a broader audience, do you think it's too late? You know, oh, no, I should have probably jumped on this back in September. And now everyone knows about it. And I'm too late. Well, first of all, it's never too late. <laughs> Let's no. stress that. <laughs> um, I th but I've always described YouTube Shorts as, as an opportunity, uh, a, bigger, a bigger opportunity to grow a channel faster, potentially, than you might do uh, a regular YouTube channel. I think we can take an example here of... Uh, a channel that we just um, talked about in a live stream, Dan, uh, like an hour ago. Um, it was a domino channel. What was the channel called? Was it Spodgeball or something similar? Something to that? funny like that. So they were doing very short dominoes content. And they said, thanks to um, watching our videos, they've made uh, some dominoes content. And one of, one of the videos have got one and a half million views, 3,000 subscribers which is awesome. Like, how often are you able to do that with a channel which I think was relatively small? Now, when we looked at the content itself, I was a bit, oh, this content's okay. You know, it's it's all right. The camera's not that great. And I think there could be more spectacular domino stuff out there, but it's not there yet. And I think once all of the larger creators realize the potential of shorts, they're just going to, stampede into shorts and they're going to show us bigger better funnier stuff and so all of these small creators are going to get shouted out i guess they're gonna they're gonna lose that little position of they've got there 
Uh, and I think now that it's available in the US, and I think now YouTube are going to talk about it more publicly, even though it's still in beta. And yes, you're right, now there's a, a shorts report. So they're actively trying to promote it to people. The volume of content is going to increase exponentially. There is um, something you can check on YouTube. It's either called a landing page or a pivot page. If you do hashtag shorts, and then the top result will be a hashtag. You click on that symbol or tap on it on mobile. And at the very top of this list, which is showing you all as many videos as it can, including hashtag shorts, it shows you how many channels are making videos with that hashtag and how many videos in total there are. And I think when I checked that last week, it was, I think, 600,000 channels and 3 million videos. And then we checked it today, and I think it was like four and a half million videos and 750,000 subscribers. So already the volume of shorts videos has increased by a factor of 20 to 30%. And this is just after the announcement of YouTube shorts coming to the US. Imagine when somebody who hasn't been following this story at all just discovers this when they press the plus button to make a new video. It's like, oh, shorts, I'll give this a try. So I think millions more creators are going to be casually exposed to this. So I think in the next three to six months, the potential opportunity you've got is going to shrink down tremendously and it will become just as hard a slog to, to build a short channel as it is a long form regular YouTube channel. I, I tend to agree with, with one caveat and that's because YouTube is releasing this and, and making a big fuss about it. There's also the opportunity that more viewers are going to be pushed this front and center every day, which means, yes, there'll be more content, but hopefully there'll be more eyeballs to serve it. True, to. true. There is potentially that, yeah. But I think you're right. I think what's going to happen is right now, if you make a short, there's a very good chance of being seen by, by an audience that would have never found your content in the first place. Because like we were talking about earlier, there's a bit of a, sor a short surge where you post a video and it takes about 24 to 48 hours, but suddenly you notice a spike. It did nothing, nothing, nothing. And then a few hundred views, maybe a thousand views. And then it levels back out to doing nothing until it kind of finds a place somewhere, I think, in the shorts algorithm where it's kind of getting consistent views, maybe 10 an hour, maybe if you're lucky, hundreds an hour. And that's what happened to me. And I, I always attribute that to, well, there's a lot of real estate. You know, there's just not a lot of competition in this space. So yeah, that's going to happen. So I think, yes, naturally things will start to feel a little more normal. I think we'll see the, sh the, the quote unquote surge happen sooner. I think we'll see it happen sm in smaller surges because I think the algorithm is going to learn right now. Maybe it needs a thousand viewers on a short to determine, is this even good when it might only take a couple hundred, you know, then 20. <laughs> okay. Like enough people scrolled away from this. I'm not going to put it anywhere or, oh my gosh, People are re-watching this video. I need to push this more and more. This let's is switch. my imagination running wild of how this works. Let's switch the conversation over to, to your experiences a little bit then, Dan. You kind of alluded a little bit to uh, you making some shots. Um, I don't know how much you want to reveal about this uh, secret channel that you're testing with, but to begin with, when I first started talking about shorts, you experimented with this on your own gaming channel, and you saw significant numbers like to the point where it was didn't it like double the subscriber size of your channel maybe you just want to talk a little bit about what you found doing it it did i was i was 
approaching 20,000 subscribers, I think. And I am approaching 44,000 right now. And I've really not done much different other than make a handful of shorts. In fact, shorts, they're a lot, they're, you need to keep making these right now if you want to continue this, this exponential growth pattern that a lot of channels get on. And I'm not doing that. I just, I don't have the time, even for shorts. I'm just very busy. So I try to make them in my free time when I can. And I, I try not to waste my time making them for the sake of making them because I know they're going to need to be pretty snappy and pretty funny. And there's a lot of, even though it's a one minute video, we're talking about a lot of creativity that goes into that one minute. Yeah, well, uh, just to quickly interject, Jake Fellman, um, when I was speaking to him, he said even though his shorts are like 20 to 30 seconds long, it can take him up to eight hours to make the video itself. Yeah, That's how it. intricate they are and how, I guess, how striking they need to be to the viewer. Yeah. Now, so while it's tempting to to put something out there, because why not? It, sometimes, uh, it, it, sometimes it takes a lot of work. So you really got to, you know, weigh that to against how, how you want to see this channel explode or, you know, anyway. So I'm, I'm doing a pretty decent job on my regular gaming channel. And I thought it, it's a Minecraft channel. I thought I'm kind of running short on Minecraft ideas, but there's another game I really like. And I have a lot of ideas in my head. So I'm going to try making a separate channel for it. I'm just going to do shorts on that channel. And I what I did is I released five in one sitting. I just spaced them out like two hours apart, released them all and watched them do nothing. I don't know if it's because I put them all out at the same time or what, but nothing, nothing. Okay, cool. Then I released one a few days later and it is still getting a ton of views. Oh, well over a hundred thousand views now. I, don't, I haven't looked at it in a bit. Maybe, maybe it's two or 300. I just don't know. And it's brought in the majority of the channel subscribers. The channel has approached or the channel has broken 1500 subscribers. Now we're talking about the span of a couple months, maybe. Are we allowed to mention the game just to give some context? I don't want to because right, okay. it'll be easy to find. Right. I'm giving too many details. So Anyway, I, I, I something funny happened to me well, in the game. I think what we can say, uh, if you know what I'm saying this, Dan, is that it's a, a well-established game, mm -hmm. not a new game. So it's been out for a while mm -hmm. and there's already a very um, healthy YouTube community. Uh, so it was kind of like to, making shots of this game was your quick route into to building a, a, you know, a sizable audience in a short amount of time. Yeah. Now, I, I've given very little detail, and people have still, in our ecosystem, managed <laughs> to find this thing. So it's not the biggest secret ever, but I challenge you to go find it if you want. Uh, anyway, that short blew up, and then I've, cons I've made inconsistently shorts from there, uh, you know, in the game. Tried different things, and I've noticed that the one that initially blew up has started to slow down, and then others have overtaken it in terms of their views per hour and everything like that. And then some of my older ones... In fact, one in particular, the one in that first five I uploaded, that one took off and did tremendous numbers, which I, I wasn't expecting. So even videos that feel like they tanked a month later can can explode, you know, and, and there's just no way of telling. All you need to do is try to make the very best content you can with a, a title that is clickable. You can't even upload a thumbnail to these things and have it seen on the short shelf. So you just have to go with the the you know, whatever YouTube auto selects is your thumbnail and hope it's visually, you know, appealing enough to get people to click on it. And a lot of times if they're scrolling through the shelf anyway, even that doesn't matter because it's all about what is happening. Like you said, in that first half second to, you know, full second of content, is there something going on that's going to make people stop 
and go, okay, okay what's going to happen here? If you're, if you're, maybe if you're playing a first person shooter and you're sneaking through the woods, even though it's quiet and there's not a big punchy moment, there's, there's a tenseness to that. Okay. Well, what's going to happen here? You know, and, and people are susceptible to that. So anyway, that's, uh, did, did that answer the, <laughs> I forgot what you asked. <laughs> that was, what was my question? I think it was I, just you talking about your shorts experience. Uh, I think just to kind of, summarize some of the things that I, I i've learned from you and and others and i'm i want to stress these observations because i don't feel comfortable giving specific shorts advice right now telling it say you must do this you must do that right but what i've observed is that video game content seems to do really well minecraft in it especially and the reason i'm saying that is because on our experimental shorts channel where we're doing lots of weird and wacky stuff whenever dan does a quick minecraft video on that channel the you get more views <laughs> weirdly so it's, it's almost as if youtube is perhaps ignoring our audience on that channel and i saying oh gaming let's just throw this out on shorts and see what it does and then also in terms of audience retention uh when jake shared those numbers with me the majority of his videos were getting 80% audience retention. Some were getting 90% audience retention. And incredibly, several of his videos were getting more than 100% audience retention, which basically means when somebody watches a video, instead of swiping to the next one, they're letting it autoplay to watch it again. So if you are looking for any particular metrics, it seems as if watch time is again important for YouTube shorts and you need to be... Uh, very, very good at keeping somebody's attention for those 15 to 20 seconds. It's, yeah, I, I was for a while convinced that retention was was what is getting these videos pushed so much. But I've had videos with, you know, 80, 90% retention not do as well as videos yeah. with 60%. Yeah. So it, it's as so I say, an, an observation, but it's perhaps not true to the individual video. It, right. It, it's just so hard to know. And <laughs> it's been really crazy to watch channels from zero suddenly blow up. But what another thing we're noticing, right, is these channels blow up and then they try to make what I've been, you know, jokingly calling hashtag longs, regular yep. YouTube videos just of, of eight minutes, you know, and just normal videos with thumbnails and titles. And they feel as it feels as though the people who subscribe for these shorts, right? I, I said earlier I doubled my subscribers. It feels as though they're not coming back to watch your longs. And this seems to be true for just about every channel we've seen that isn't specifically a shorts channel. Uh, maybe you could speak to that. What is the value of a subscriber via YouTube shorts is my question to uh, YouTube because it feels as if there are two types of subscribers now. There is the YouTube subscriber to your YouTube channel or there is a shorty subscriber who <laughs> subscribes via a shorts video and then is only interested in that piece of content. And as you say, we are seeing this on several channels where maybe they have blown up as a shorts channel. When they try and coax those subscribers into long form content, it's just doing absolutely nothing. They'll go from tens of thousands of views per um, shorts video to maybe less than 100 views on a long-form piece of content. And this is, again, uh, sorry to go back to Jake Feldman every time. I think he, he's personally terrified of this. I've been saying, you know, you can't monetize YouTube shorts at this point. Why don't you turn some of these shorts into compilations of two or three minutes? 
get them on your channel for long form content and maybe earn some money out of this because in truth we don't know if youtube shorts is definitely going to be a thing this time next year it could change radically so strike while the iron is hot but he's said on numerous occasions he doesn't want to upset his channel right now he's terrified of doing that um so yeah there there seems to be in some cases a very clear division between a youtube shorts channel and then a YouTube normal long-form channel, or longs as Dan's calling them. And if you've succeeded in one, uh, well, if you've succeeded in shorts, it seems to be very difficult to transfer that into a long cha- longs channel. Whereas if you're a normal YouTube channel, then you can experiment with shorts and not get too beaten up with it. From experience, I can say that, because I'll, I'll also incorporate live streams on my channel, I can say that, I've only noticed a very subtle bump in my concurrent viewership. So double the subscribers, couple of extra viewers per live stream. Yeah. And I don't live stream very, I live stream consistently, but for a very small window every week, which is going to factor in. Obviously, if you make more content, you have more opportunities to get seen is the moral of the story there. I don't have time to make the shorts much less longs. So I'm just making the shorts and I'm just doing a stream when I can, but I, I have to imagine when I when I finally find some time to go back and make more long form content that, yeah, it's going to feel like it always did in terms of my regular viewers, the people who are fans of me. And it makes sense because people see you for one brief moment. And that subscribe button on shorts, by the way, is is prominent. It's nice and red and bright right at the bottom. Really easy to tap it and then move on with your day. So then I never got a chance to build a connection with with these folks as much as I have in my long form content, which is several minutes long and, and we get to actually have a chat about something. So that's that theory makes sense. Now, whether or not they're going to change the fact that you subscribe to a short channel rather than follow it or something. Uh, I think the jury's out on that. It would make sense if they did. I'd be sad if they did personally, because I'm enjoying uh, seeing that number go up because <laughs> it's just this vanity thing we all like. Right. But I, I understand that having this many subscribers doesn't guarantee anything even bef- even prior to YouTube shorts, much less now. I think all of this leads to the natural uh, question and conundrum then for creators, like if they are already on YouTube, do I start a new channel for YouTube shorts or do I make YouTube shorts within my existing channel and content and risk alienating or annoying my current audience uh go on dan i'll let you tackle that one first and then i'll give you my thoughts i you know there's a there's a youtuber uh by the name of farzi who makes minecraft videos and they 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 made a minecraft shorts channel for themselves and they insist this is still the way to do it and him and i've gone back and forth um my personal take is you you aren't hurting anything by putting these shorts out there, especially if you're willing to turn off the subscriber notification on them. If your audience wants to come back and watch, then they are certainly able to do that. But if you're not going to even bug them with a notification, if you feel like it's not worth their time, then you don't have to do that. That is an optional thing. It's on by default. So you have to actively turn that off, but it's an, it's, you don't need to pester them if you feel like that's what you're doing. And what I'll also say is my audience has seen my shorts, my regular viewers, my longtime viewers, and only a couple have ever said, why does it look like this? 
Why, why is it vertical or what, what's your, uh, the funniest is what's your FOV set to your field of vision in, in <laughs> Minecraft. They think I just messed up my settings, yes. <laughs> but really the video is framed that way. I couldn't make it wider if I wanted to. So it's, it's just, it's hilarious, but no one's bothered by it other than that, especially if the video is good. Most of them have just said, Oh, that's funny or Oh, cool tip or whatever. So I haven't seen that negative impact, but my buddy Farzi argues that what you're doing is hurting your overall uh, click-through rate on your content because someone subscribed to you and YouTube starts to push your content to them and then you don't click on it because it's not really familiar to you. You subscribed in a different time in a different context. And so you just kind of ignore that content and now YouTube takes that as a signal. Um, I I argue that's not super important in this case, but the, the, it's, this it's is not again, logical all either. It doesn't. That wouldn't make any sense. That's like YouTube putting a Trojan horse and sending it into your channel to <laughs> completely destroy it. Right. That's how um, I feel about uh, the the timeline uh, yeah. stuff we can do now too. Because does that hurt your retention if people click on the timeline to jump to different timestamps? It's the same argument. Uh, and YouTube say that um, YouTube, I think, are generally saying that this shouldn't impact your channel. But of course, YouTube say things, and then different, and then the complete opposite happens. So I think we're still in this fog of YouTube Shorts war, where we don't actually know what's what's going to happen there. Sorry, Dan, I, I haven't cut you off there, have I? No, we got anything else to say, right? Okay, so I agree with you in that if you want to test it on your main channel, then the best thing to do is turn off the notification to subscribers so that you're not pestering them that way. I think for larger channels who are already established, it can be easier to just start a second channel with little risk because it's easier for them to send some of their existing audience onto that shorts channel so that it gets that initial kick and lift. I think for small channels who are under under 100 subscribers, they should be testing this out wherever and whenever just to seize the opportunity and then figure out what you're going to do with your channel once a couple of the shorts have gone viral and you gain tens of thousands of subscribers. I think that the tricky area is for channels with maybe a thousand subscribers to maybe 50,000 subscribers who are used to getting, you know, a couple of thousand views per video. And then the shorts either do nothing or they go viral. And then it's like, oh, do I now do more shorts because I get so many views? Or are these shorts because they're getting so little views impacting my main channel? Uh, and yes, there is that concern. Like, as I say at vidIQ, We've done this on a on a very conservative testing whereby we're doing one shot a week, which interspersed with our live streams and our other videos doesn't feel as if it's too distracting. But we've been talking about YouTube shots as well, so people know why we're doing this. And the other thing is, just generally from a, a creator-entrepreneur perspective, you probably succeeded on YouTube by taking gambles and risking and experimenting and doing new things. And if you're worrying about you about shorts impacting your channel because it lowers the audience retention or the, the the watch time, then you're into that trap of worrying too much about the YouTube algorithm again. Instead of thinking about, will my audience enjoy these short videos? Again, you've always got to go back to your audience, your community. If they're going to react positively to it, then there's there's a reason to do it. And if you make a couple of videos and people don't like it, fair enough, you tested it. You can move on to the next thing. Absolutely. And there's, I mean, you and I talked to uh, our friend 100% Zelda a couple of episodes ago, 
And he has that same kind of philosophy. He, you can tell this is a person who does not worry about the YouTube algorithm or what it's doing. He, he's just put his best foot forward in terms of the content he's making. And yeah, he's, he's done everything right in terms of his thumbnails and his titles and everything else. But he doesn't sit there and fret over, you know, how, how are these videos going to do? And, and what happens if, if I do this? And is that going to tank my whole channel? And, you know, you have to be willing to experiment and you have to be willing to put all of that all the rest of that aside, YouTube, I mean, okay, again, from experience, I had a channel that was not Minecraft when it started, <laughs> like it was all over the place. And I decided one day that it, now it's just Minecraft. Now it's only this one thing. And I wasn't punished for the history on my channel. In fact, I only saw yeah. growth after that. Mm. So it's not like, it's not like this channel is this fragile house of cards that is going to come tumbling down when you decide to try something new, at least in my experience. If you don't test, then you don't have any data that's attributable to your channel. And therefore, you're running off rumor and innuendo as to what shorts may potentially do to your channel. Which is right. why I don't want to really, I, I don't want to, my advice right now is to test YouTube shorts because of the tremendous opportunity there is. Beyond that, everything else is just observations and what I'm seeing. Because quite frankly, I've been talking a lot about YouTube shorts. I seem to be the person who, if they can't do something, they teach on the subject. <laughs> so I'm teaching people how to do YouTube shorts, but I'm not having that much success myself. But I know that a lot of other creators are. It's been really interesting to see just the, the transformation of, of these creators and, and this whole new platform we get to play with. Uh, to answer my own basically rhetorical question from earlier, no, it is not too too late. It's not too late to start YouTube. It's not too late to do shorts. And if you're hearing this podcast two months after we recorded, it's still not too late. Uh, you know, test this thing out, try it out, and just understand that this kind of content is made for a different type of viewer. This yep. is, you know, this is short form content. I sometimes I use the word disposable because people are going to watch this one time ever and they're just going to keep swiping. They're going to scroll through it. And it's, it's a completely different way to make content than if you were to make, sit down and make a long form video that's evergreen, that teaches something in depth that people might have to come back to, to, to re up their education. It, there's, you know, it's so, so different. And I think it's a lot of fun. I, I feel like it incorporates itself very well on a channel. that's doing long form content. If you have the right kind of content to, to make a short here and there, I just think it could be part of what you do. It's kind of like asking, should I make a separate live stream channel? It's like, well, is your live stream similar to what you do on your regular channel? If it is, then no. Do live streams on your channel. YouTube gave you these tools. You're allowed to use them. I've described YouTube Shorts as the gold. You're currently in the gold rush phase, whereby if you get there quick, there are untold riches. But the ir irony is here that. Uh, nobody can make any money from YouTube Shorts right now because you cannot monetize YouTube Shorts, at least from the AdSense um, point of view. Dan, we did a video on this where mm -hmm. one of your shorts, is, I guess, well, it had three quarters of a million views then. Um, maybe it's got over a million views now, but irrespective yeah. of any of that, like it, let's say on average a video with a million views you would expect it to maybe generate at least a thousand dollars, just very broadly speaking, from YouTube AdSense. And when we did the video on that topic, 
uh, of that video. I think it earned in total, well, less. it was less than $10. I know that much because you can't earn money off the YouTube short when it's viewed as a short. But when people view it in the regular YouTube player or on a desktop computer, because you'd monetized it, you can earn money from those ads. But I think a large proportion of those views were from YouTube shorts. So you didn't make any money. I'm making this really complicated, <laughs> but suffice to say for millions and millions of views of YouTube shorts, you are earning <laughs> dollars, yeah. like not much, like one or two figures uh, yeah. at this point. 1.1 million views at, at present for that video. It's $30.17. Um, $30. Yeah. All right. So it's a little better than what I originally thought. Yeah. But yeah, so you're going to have to be generating billions of views to potentially make it a, an income. So why bother making YouTube shorts if I can't make any money out of it? Well, the first answer always is you don't just make money out of ad revenue. Uh, you can hopefully start to build relationships with maybe brands and do sponsorships, maybe affiliate type of uh, stuff as well. I know there's one channel on TikTok who's really good at this. They, all of their TikToks are uh, things you didn't know you needed from Amazon. And they, they'll show you just something really cool. Actually, I've got one here. These magnetic um, cable ties. I bought these because I saw somebody on Twitter. Uh, sorry, not on Twitter, on TikTok talking about these so that's why i have these and obviously i've not used any of them um so so yeah there's there's ways to make money through affiliate links uh and secondly i would say i don't think youtube is doing this for free i think eventually youtube are going to figure out how they're going to monetize this they probably already have done behind the scenes and those channels that are already well established on short are going to start suddenly making a ton of of cash i assume i may be wrong but i don't know why youtube would open up this brand new platform and not as they have done with long form content make it financially sustainable for creators because if creators are never going to make any money out of shorts then you're going to see a surge in traffic and creators and audience and then that's just going to plummet when there's no you know when there's no reward at the end of it i think the real challenge Sorry to keep going on about this. No, I think okay. the real challenge right now is that already YouTube Shorts is awash with bad actors in the sense that almost one in every five videos you see in the Shorts is a TikTok video. And is that video from the original creator or is it somebody who's stolen it from TikTok, uploaded it to YouTube? And because it's not original YouTube content, YouTube's probably struggling with the, the you know, the content ID. And it could be that someone has taken, for example, Jake Feldman's content and uploaded it as a TikTok video to YouTube and could start prof profiting from it. I think that's where YouTube need to solve this problem, along with um, music and the copyright issues there, because a lot of TikTok videos use copyrighted music in a, a unique and wonderful ways. And YouTube's copyright rules are a, a lot more well-established and in place and like how can creators potentially make ad revenue if there's a monetization copyright claim there generally speaking uh platforms that are younger get away with more but as the platform develops yeah they have to really crack down i mean it's happening over in twitch now dmca right. claims everywhere people people using music they're not supposed to 
And YouTube went through this a long time ago. Yeah. So being able to turn that around now is going to be really, really interesting. The, the, in the images we've seen for shorts, there's a little add music button at the top. I have to assume yeah. it's not going to be just from the YouTube audio library. I'm sure some kind of deals are being worked on uh, because this really isn't going to work uh, like for them unless they can figure that part out because the music is so important for, for that TikTok content. So I think we've done it cover to cover. I think we have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've covered YouTube shorts in about 60 YouTube shorts minutes, I guess. We've been on for an hour right now. Yeah. We can make a lot of shorts out of this podcast if we want. Oh, we still can. If you want to learn more about Rob, he's over on the vidIQ YouTube channel. VidIQ. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't have any uh, personal social media handles because vidIQ melted me down into my constituent parts and then rebuilt me as a a, a, a representative of vidIQ. So that's the only way I can be contacted now. I'm I'm, I'm plugged into the, the vidIQ matrix. There you go. <laughs> so if you want to learn more about Rob, be sure to follow at vidIQ on Twitter and. Check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash vidIQ. Instagram, Discord, LinkedIn. All of those all places. Of socials. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to YouTube Shorts, vidIQ channel. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk, brought to you by vidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.